Hi there. Welcome to the Meditation Ward. My name is Nadia Ward, and I'm really excited to bring you this podcast. I get to talk to interesting people who also meditate and bring mindfulness into their lives. I get to hear about their stories and what brought them there, and I also get to share them with you. We have a second episode every week of a guided meditation. That way, you can use them and download them, and they are there for you whenever you need them. Are you interested in creating your own meditation practice? Go to themeditationward.com and we have a course there called Exploring Meditation. The goal of this course is to give you new tools each week so that by the end of seven weeks, you have enough meditation tools that you have created your own meditation practice using things that work for you. We also offer wellness coaching through a meditative lens and distance Reiki. Please check us out. If you love the podcast, give us five stars wherever you listen and give us a review. It helps new listeners find us. And now for the interview. I hope you love this episode. Thanks again for coming in and listening to The Meditation Ward. I am Nadia, and today I'm really excited to get to talk to Caroline Doric. She is a certified master esthetician and the founder of Whole Beauty Bar. Her early career in makeup helped her to notice that the makeup experience helped countless women love how they looked on the outside, but didn't change or make them love how they felt on the inside. She realized as well that too many people rely on covering up skin issues instead of seeking real solutions. Caroline has helped change that. With a strong commitment to helping people discover a holistic path to beauty that serves the whole being. She's a strong advocate of self-care and meditation practices and advises her clients on all aspects of being as a cohesive approach to beauty. Thank you so much for being here, Caroline. Thank you, Nadia. Yeah. Where are you located? Uh, Whole Beauty Bar is located in Forked River, New Jersey, in Ocean Township, which is near the Jersey Shore. Oh, that's fun. Do you get to go to the shore often in the summer? We can. Yes. I just, we have a pool, so it makes it a lot easier for us to enjoy the weather uh, in our own backyard, which is really nice. So I was looking, you know, as I was reading about you, um, this holistic health beauty part of your life came in later and you have a really interesting transition from starting uh, with a BA in criminal justice and then all the way yeah. to where you are now. Would you like to share some of your story with us? Of course, it would be my pleasure. So at a young age, I graduated from college with a degree in criminal justice and a minor in political science. I was a White House intern actually under the Clinton administration However, you worked inside the White House? or <laughs> Yes, I did. I wow. was a White House intern during the Clinton administration and, yes, during the Monica Lewinsky scandal. However, that's not the direction that I decided to go into. I was going to go to law school. Um, but after coming home and putting on the TV and realizing that the scandal had taken over and was more important than all of the hard work I had done while I was there, I I just decided law school was not for me. Yeah. It felt like the important work was just like overtaken by the gossip and the things that happened that 
Correct. Yeah. And also being there, I really did realize that even though I took my LSATs and I was very interested in becoming a lawyer for most of my life, it just didn't feel right ethically. Um, Things had changed and I really, I didn't feel that the reasons why I wanted that were no longer relevant. Uh, They were no longer part of the big picture for me. I, I guess I wanted to change people's lives, but not in the way that I thought. Yeah. And so what did you do when you made that abrupt change? Well, I, uh, I explored my life a little bit. I was still young. So I ended up in a relationship with someone and I thought that was where I was going to have the happily ever after, except that didn't happen. (laughs) I ended up becoming a single mother by 25. I was pregnant with my daughter at four months old. Her and I were moving back in with my mom and I found myself a single mom. And as a result, I had to do everything and anything I could to provide for my daughter. And with my mom's help and encouragement, I went back to school and I became an esthetician. I graduated from the Atelier Esthetiques in New York. And then I became a dual licensed esthetician in both New York and New Jersey. I worked for several high-end brands, uh, including Smashbox, L'Oreal, Matrix. I was the lead uh, makeup artist for uh, Babyliss, L'Oreal and Babyliss. And I became a makeup artist for the most part, uh, working for all sorts of brands, um, Macy's, Nordstrom's, they would have me come in and do special events. So it sounds like that no matter what you decide to do, you do it fully and you make it to the top. Somehow, some way. And I really definitely got a lot of that from my mom. My mom was also a single mom. My sister and I grew up uh, with my grandmother. And because of that, I think we had something that a lot of people maybe nowadays struggle with. And uh, I call it moxie. You know, we just, we hustled. We did what we had to do to survive. And in that became a strong commitment to persevere and to make the best of the life we had been given. Um, When I was younger, it was a little bit different. I was a makeup artist and I focused mainly on makeup. I was creative. So I really liked the way makeup made people look. And so I found a lucrative business as a bridal makeup artist under my own brand. 
uh, called Makeup by Caroline. Very unique, I know, mm-hmm. but um, that was the name of the brand. It was so Makeup by Caroline. Con- let's the consumer know what they're doing. So it's a good yeah. brand. Yeah. And I traveled around and I became a very, very successful bridal makeup artist. And I'm very proud of that because I was able to spread my wings, learn my craft, hone my craft. And as a result, after I met my husband, I had two more children and it just worked. I was able to work on the weekends and my husband would go work during the week and I was able to bring home some extra money and still have something to call my own. Yeah. It lasted for a really long time. Yeah. And then something shifted. Yeah. You had another changing experience. Yes. And it really did change the course of my life forever. My car accident happened in September 2011. And I was diagnosed with an internal brain injury, a traumatic brain injury, you know, if that's how you uh, see it, which is how the doctors described it. And I had to go and be in about four years worth of cognitive rehabilitation. And I had spinal surgery. So I have a plate in my cervical spine. And it was an all-time life-altering experience. And then during that time, my mother was also diagnosed with breast cancer. And she died in April of this past year. And truth be told, I consider my accident a blessing. And I celebrate it on the anniversary every year. Because as a result, I was able to learn everything there was to know about the brain and how it worked and shift gears in my career. I wanted to bring something more to beauty than just making someone look pretty on the outside. Because I was struggling myself with my own identity and my own purpose. And what I came to find was that a lot of the women that I had made look beautiful truly hadn't felt that way on the inside. They didn't see what I saw in them when they looked in the mirror. And I was learning what we say to ourselves, what we think, our perspectives can actually have a profound impact on how we feel about ourselves. 
And once that shift happened, it became a priority that I try to teach and be more connected with my clients now on a, on a whole body experience. Their beauty on the inside, the beauty on the outside, and learning to accept and love themselves for who they are. And so we take a whole body approach to beauty now because of the things that I've learned. And, you know, the science is is there. You know, the science says we have a secondary brain in our gut that disease forms signals lead to our actual brain in in our skulls and there's neural pathways that can reform they don't even know to the extent of how much the brain has the the gut brain uh, correlation has on your health but the science is becoming more and more prevalent and they're showing how keeping your mental health your physical health and your emotional wellness and your spiritual wellness all connected to your overall health your and your overall beauty and how you feel about yourself. So it led me down a rabbit hole of change that I felt if I could impact the life of just one person, I wanted to shout it by the rooftops and teach everybody everything that I had learned because I wanted them to feel empowered. I wanted them to feel that they can embrace their beauty, their unique components, the things that made them special and realize that they weren't limited because the doctors kept telling me, you've only improved up to 20% and this is your new normal. And that I had to accept my new normal what was your new normal, what you, what they thought it would be like? What was it like at that time? Wow. That's a, no, that's a powerful question because I lost my ability to help my children with their homework. They were young and I couldn't even help them with their homework. Um, I had balance issues. I had cognition issues that I still have. Uh, processing, it was difficult for me to process conversations. So now I have long pauses that sometimes I have to find my words that I want to speak because I can hear what I want to say. I just, it's getting it out of my mouth that. I find difficult sometimes. So they were telling me, you can't be who you were before. 
you have to accept this new reality. And I was the type who can manage everything. You know, I was very intelligent. I had a family. I had goals. I had success. I had a career. I could juggle, you know, and then all of a sudden I couldn't. It slowed me down, but it also opened my eyes. So it made me realize that I wasn't limited, that I was a fighter, that I refused to be told that I have to accept this new reality because you're capable of being whatever you want to be. You're not defined by your limits. You're not defined by what others think you are or aren't. What you say you can and what you say you can't, you're right. So I began to fight. And that's when I opened up my first Whole Beauty Bar. But it wasn't called Whole Beauty Bar. It was called Caroline's Downtown Essentials. It was one room and I began to invest my energy more into the skincare side of my license and expand my service menu. And one room became two and a shared lobby, but it just didn't feel like enough. I couldn't reach the amount of people that I wanted to. So I came home and I talked to my husband and I said, I'm not doing what I set out to do. I need to reach as many people as I can because I made a promise to myself and that was to never give up on myself ever again, that I was not going to give up on my dream. And my dream was to change what beautiful was and what it looked like by helping people feel good inside too. I wonder if part of the experience and why you're so strong and capable of, of doing that now is, do you think that when you first after the accident that you were in a place that was really hard to love your inside. Very much so. Deeper understanding now of what people are feeling when they feel beautiful on the outside, but they don't get deep on the inside and you can truly step up for them. Yes, that's exactly correct. Uh, I actually didn't realize how unhappy I was prior to the car accident. I was merely going through the motions of life. I had a hard time feeling joy or happiness. And after the car accident, I realized how precious life really is and the gift of life 
can be taken very quickly. So living every day to the fullest became just a gift. Every day was a gift. Every day I opened my eyes was an, a new chance, a new opportunity to seize all that the world had to offer. I was grateful to have been given a second chance. And I wasn't going to waste any time anymore without fulfilling my purpose. And I really felt like my purpose was that I was spared to help other people. It wasn't about me. It was about me wanting to give back all that I had the privilege and honor to receive. I had life, I had joy, and I had happiness because I may not have been the same person I was before, but I felt like for the first time in a long time, I felt like a fighter. I felt empowered. I felt strong. And I felt love for myself, finally. With the help of many doctors, I give a lot of gratitude and thankfulness for all of the doctors who taught me how to forgive others, forgive myself, taught me how to simply change my perspective. They said that I was one of 5% of the people that come out of a brain injury with this new lease on life. And I was very grateful for that. Sounds like perhaps that those, while they were incredible gifts at the time, that moxie, that hustle became the forefront of how you approached life. And then after it was more able to like see the gifts that were not just within you, but surrounding you and a part of your life. That's correct. Yeah, like, and then I got pregnant. Wow. <laughs> at 40. <laughs> and what a gift that is, right? I, I, I had no anticipation of it. I wasn't, uh, I was content. I was happy with the two children I had, but God had a bigger plan for me. And my son, Austin, is my world. My mother, she went into remission for a while. And after my grandmother and my, my stepfather passed away, she moved closer to me. And that's when I opened up Whole Beauty Bar. It was a storefront. My first location in Forked River, which still exists. We are 100% holistic. 
So we are plant-based, all natural, cruelty-free. We incorporate meditation, practice, the power of your thoughts and the persuasion of what you think. I tried to help people shift their perspective. I learned a lot about neuro-linguistic programming and how it affects how you feel about yourself. So we work on that. What does that uh, meditation like? is an enhancement on our menu. What does that look like? Like somebody comes in, do they come in for like a facial and, and then also like coaching or meditation? Well, we take a whole body approach. We don't believe in masking our aging process with artificial ingredients. Like we don't believe in Botox. We don't believe in fillers. We encourage a beauty, health, and wellness approach. So we dive deep into a person's diet. My husband will be joining us. He is a board-certified holistic nutritionist. And I, for years, have been, because of my mother having cancer, learned this whole new lifestyle of eating and how it affects your health. But getting back to what you were saying, when someone comes in for a consultation, we sit down and I ask what their goals are. What is it that you would like to achieve? And a lot of times they tell me, you know, they want to work on aging or they might have acne or rosacea or, or they just want a spa-like experience, you know? So we have a consultation and then I will actually create a treatment plan and then we proceed to incorporate some of our enhancements. So a lot of times I become a therapist, <laughs> you know, at, at times, but I'm not, I mean, I'm not, I'm not claiming to be any of those things. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a psychologist or in the medical field, but I am a life coach and I am an NCEA master esthetician because I have been doing it for 23 years. What is NCEA? The National Coalition of Aesthetics Association. And you also do oncology? Correct. Yes. What is oncology um, esthetician work? It, it's not a particular type of esthetician. It's just an education on teaching estheticians how to care for a person who either has been diagnosed in the past with cancer and is a survivor who is currently in treatment, or they've had cancer in the past and they no longer are diagnosed, but there are some ramifications from that experience. I have the tools and the knowledge to know what to ask, how to treat them, and how to be able to 
identify cancers that lie on the skin, such as melanomas, basal cell, squamous cell, carcinomas, and the like. It's all because of my mom that I was able to add that very special component. And in that came meditation as well, because there's this component in oncology that they call palliative care. Are you familiar? No. Palliative care incorporates massage, Reiki, meditation, facials. It's all a matter of self-care because if you can embrace your ability to change your perspective and your thoughts, to live with a thankful, grateful approach to life, you actually have the capacity to perhaps stave off and elongate your life. It's scientifically proven again that your mindset has an impact on your overall health and wellness. Yeah, believing that you can heal is really powerful. Yes. And taking charge of your health, asking the tough questions, saying to yourself, okay, I can't control that I've got this. It happened. They can control how I choose to move forward. How do I want to live? What legacy do I want? How do I want people to remember my life? And in that becomes this empowerment, this gift of humble and kindness and self-resolve. You, you begin to appreciate your life. And that gives you strength. You can't control the environment. You can't control the free radical damage and the environmental stresses and the ozone layer and the medications you have to take. You can't control these things, but there is a component that you can control. And that is what you say to yourself, what you put on your skin, what you put in your body. These are things you can control really true. It's um, kind of like, I can't control the fact that my dad died, or you can't control the fact that you were in this car accident. But what you can control is your relationship to the experience. Like you now celebrate every year, this car accident, where a lot of people would rather not look at the fact that it happened at all. So like the situations don't change, but our brain's relationship to the situation is our, is up to us. A hundred percent. Because you can allow yourself to go down the rabbit hole of sadness and depression because you're entitled to that. Cancer doesn't care who you are, what good you've done. 
it, life is a lottery. And you don't know when your time is up. I really wish I did sometimes. I was Me too. telling my boyfriend that. I was like, I'm scared to lose you. I wish I knew how long we had. I know. I understand that. But in that, you just said something very, very accurate. You said, I'm scared. Fear and excitement come from the same side of the brain. They come from the same place within the brain. We can choose to be afraid or we can choose to be excited about what tomorrow could bring. We can fear the unknown or we can embrace the unknown. And welcome the unknown. And honestly, we're here. We're still here. We can't bring the people we love back. But they wouldn't want us to be unhappy. My father died when I was 17. And I still feel his presence. I still feel my mother's presence. I can feel that from a still as such a sensitive, you know, spot for you. And I am just really grateful for your vulnerability around talking about her. Cause when you do, I, I feel what you're going through still. So that vulnerability is really appreciated. That's because the pain never goes away. The loss, it never goes away. The, the physical body is just the vessel. Who they were, what they meant, what their legacy was, what they left you with, it's all right here. And that's a gift. Everything I do moving forward from my mom, I do for her. What do you mean? She taught me how to fight. She taught me how to embrace life, embrace the people that we love, and never take life for granted. I have a, um, a question. Like living every day fully, being grateful for every day, I can only imagine um, that we all have days where we don't feel capable of getting up even or in pain or depression or um, just yeah. days where we think we can't. How do you, Correct. do you, what happens? How do you, do you sit in those days? Do you appreciate those days? Do you try to? Sometimes, sometimes you have to forgive yourself and give yourself grace. Sometimes you have to say, I feel sad today. And it's okay. It's okay to have those moments. And then I want you to consider this. Changing your mindset is as easy as finding a few things, small things, that you can say are good about that day. 
for instance, as little as I opened my eyes today. The first thing that came to my head was I heard birds chirping today already. Isn't that beautiful? beautiful Yeah. Right. We don't necessarily have to have a perfect day every day. But how we decide to perceive that day is within your control. You had the privilege and honor of opening your eyes today. If that's the one thing that you can take from, from this conversation, if that's the one perspective that you can change in that day, you won. You've already won. Because there's a lot of people who didn't wake up today. There is no guarantee that tomorrow will be there. I was three minutes from my house on the day of my accident. I was leaving to go to the store to pick up milk in the middle of the afternoon, 11 a.m. There are no guarantees in life. So every day above ground is a good day. It's more of a whatever it is that you believe that you invest in, that you hold dear. It doesn't matter what your religion, what your sex, what your occupation, whatever it is that drives you. Whatever that is, be all in. Give it 150%. I would rather spend every single day of my life striving to improve the quality of my life and the quality of the people that I love than not have the privilege to do that. So. I'm not saying you have to be vegan like I am (laughs) or whole plant-based and holistic. We're humans. We're, we're, we're flawed. I and my husband have uh, the same um, ideals when it comes to, to that. It's called the 80, 20. Uh, My husband has a shirt. It says strive for 85. (laughs) The reality of that is is ironic because it could mean put in 85% you've done your best or it could mean be okay with being human. If you can do your best 80 to 85% of the time and give yourself grace 15, 20% of the time, you're doing great. Yeah, it feels a lot more... Um, realistic and less um, forceful or like you're going to fail than the hundred or the 150%. Where Absolutely. It feels like that's like, oh, I can't get there, but 80% I can do. Right. Even 85. Yeah. Strive for 85. Instead of succumbing to just 80, maybe one day you can wake up and be like, all I got is 80% today. And that's okay. But maybe tomorrow you can strive for 85. 
but no one expects you to do 100% of the best and all you got every day. That's unrealistic. That's what I found in the women that I was taking care of. I thought they were beautiful. I thought that what I saw was beautiful. I saw their inner beauty. I saw their outer beauty. They saw their flaws. And they were very hard on themselves. And then I realized when people come to the beauty counter or they go to do something uh, to improve their appearance, a lot of times there's a root. There's a root to that. Maybe they had a breakup recently, or maybe they're mourning the loss of a loved one. Everyone has baggage. Everyone has problems. So we're there to listen, to guide, and to seek solutions. But that is what connects me with a lot of people. That is why I do what I do. Because if I can help just one person change their perspective, see the beauty that I see in them, and they walk out and I have connected my story to something that they can relate to and smile and say, thank you, you changed my day. You had your advice, your, your perspective changed the way I, I feel today. That's what I set out to do. That's, that's whole beauty. That's whole beauty bar and what we believe in. Even if you do just help one person, which is incredible. And I feel the same way. Like if I make one person laugh or if I, you know, can help one person learn a meditative tool that helps them, you know, it still has a ripple effect to every relationship that they're in. Yep. In the skincare world, a lot of people come to me and they say they want to work on the smile line these lines here. They say, well, stop smiling then. <laughs> That's not what I say, actually. I'm just, I'm just kidding. That would be horrible <laughs> advice. so. They want me to fix it. And I tell them, you know, that's not a wrinkle. It's not. It's an expression line. And it shows character. Wear it as a badge of honor. Your smile means you have not only been happy, but your happiness has projected joy to others. Be proud of your line. The deeper the line, the happier you've lived life. And they look at me and they're like, oh my God, I didn't think of it like that. And that's 
the change that I want to make in the world. I want a person's smile lines to represent how beautiful they've lived their life. Because it's, it's not a wrinkle. And even if it was, so what? Age gracefully, you know, we're all going to. I'd like to ask you about um, your meditation practice personally. And um, I'm guessing that most of that practice started uh, post the accident. And what does meditation look like or mindfulness? How does it appear in your life now? And how did it kind of uh, start as a practice that you're able to share? Well, As part of my brain injury, there's a component called overload. My brain can become very easily overwhelmed. So in order to keep my cortisol levels, my stress levels down, I had to learn how to give myself timeouts throughout the day. So... It started with a simple diaphragmatic breathing technique. And I had to go to a stress management cognitive therapist to learn some of the tools. But this one is special because when I was in New York with my mom during her last year of life, struggling for that last ditch effort, We went to New York and we were there for three weeks for a clinical trial. And I went into a room with her for a radiation session. And on the wall was exactly the same thing that I had been doing myself. And it kind of freaked me out a little bit, to be honest with you. But it was a simple practice. It was close your eyes and smell the flowers and you breathe in. But when you breathe in, you push your belly out as far as you can. So you're breathing in and you're pushing out, but you're visualizing your favorite flower and you are taking a deep smell a deep breath to smell that flower. Hold it for one moment and then visualize a beautiful candle, your favorite scented candle. Keep your eyes closed and blow out the candle. And as you blow out, you pull your stomach, pull it in as tight as you can. You do that three times and you've hit your own personal reset button. And you can do that as often as you'd like. It only requires maybe five to 10 minutes of your time to take three deep diaphragmatic breaths while visualizing, smelling a beautiful flower that you think is the most beautiful flower in the world, 
and blowing out your favorite scented candle and seeing that image in your head. And that's what your practice started like? Yeah, a little. That's That was the baby step. Yeah. And from there, it just continued. That's obtainable. It's kind of yeah. like, oh, living to 80, like putting in 80% instead of 100%. Sometimes just being like, I don't have to have this whole practice. I can take three really full breaths. I can do that, you know? Right. That's an obtainable start. Obtainable goal, right. Yeah. And then from there, technology is a great tool. On your cell phone, there are many, many subliminal hypnotic meditation apps that you can go to and you can reprogram your thoughts and your thinking through guided meditation as you're sleeping those hypnotic suggestions are going deep into your subconscious you don't even have to be awake it just happens my own practice is most commonly in an unguided meditation where I just sit. Um, but when I do do a guided meditation and my brain goes somewhere and I'm like, oh no, I missed something. And I'm like, no, you didn't. It went no. in. It went in That's your right. brain. <laughs> you didn't miss it. Just come on back <laughs> when yep. you can. It It is subconsciously implanted. Don't worry about it. That's, that's absolutely true. That's 100% true. Because when we speak our intentions, we put it out into the universe, right? Mm -hmm. If we say we can't, we likely won't. Mm -hmm. It's a neuro-linguistic programming technique that I learned um, a long time ago, that there's certain words, certain things that you say to yourself that you can't control. Things like, Maybe. I can, I will, I wish, I I shall, I must. These are positive words that release serotonin, the feel-good chemicals in our brain. When we say things like we should, shouldn't, we couldn't, we wouldn't, we can't, we won't, we have to, we'll try. Those incite the chemical cortisol and that cortisol can cause serious stress on our bodies and on our health. And what's the sense in saying, I regret doing that. I wish I didn't do that. I could have done better. It's not going to change the fact that you did, but we can make a choice to decide how we choose to move forward. We can say, we made the decision to speak or do or act as we did in the moment, as it was occurring. So we can forgive ourselves and forgive others because a lot of times we're feeling shamed by a, the way someone else is making us feel. The most abundance and the most perseverance and the most strength comes from being a glass half full, 
knowing that most people are kind, most people have good intentions, but that most people are really only listening to what's going on in their own heads. We seem to think that they're walking around thinking about us. <laughs> and they're truly not. Honestly, you can only control yourself. It wasn't until my circumstances brought me to the new reality that I was in, that I was able to choose what I felt was a better path for myself. I think that's so. such a beautiful message to take away from today's interview. So we Thank only you. Can affect and work on ourselves from the in insides and control how we we react or we have relationship to the things that have happened around us in the present. And because of all of the gifts that I've been given, we're opening another location. We're hoping mid-September, maybe late September. So we went from one small room with just me to two rooms in a shared lobby to a storefront rented to buying a three-story beauty, health, and wellness spa, the first of its kind, a 100% holistic beauty, health, and wellness day spa. That's and so we're going to be bringing so many new and exciting things to our menu, one of which is bringing my husband, Brian Doric, board-certified holistic nutritionist on board. We're going to have halo therapy. It's a dry infrared sauna. While you're sitting in this beautiful dry infrared sauna, you are sitting on a cedar seat with Himalayan salt. And that Himalayan salt is being piped in to the booth. And you're getting all the benefits of that respiration of inhaling the antimicrobial, antibacterial, antifungal effects of Himalayan salt. It's good for asthma, allergies, skin conditions like eczema, psoriasis, contact dermatitis, seborrheic dermatitis, anything, anything of that kind. It has an impact on and we're going to have it. Yeah, that's so incredible. Congratulations. And the detox benefits too. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, All of thank your you. um, information is going to be in the show notes, but do you want to tell us any of your uh, handles or websites that you want people to check out? Sure. You can find us across all of social media really easily because it's Whole Beauty Bar, whole with a W, wholebeautybar.com. And it's across all of so social media at Whole Beauty Bar. Hashtag Whole Beauty Bar. You get $5 off any product or service. Oh, I didn't want to end without talking about our campaign, our breast cancer awareness campaign. I'm very excited about it. So as soon as possible, we're going to be adding a Whole Beauty Bar Gives Back page on our website. We're sharing a link with the Susan G. Coleman Foundation and 
we are raising money for breast cancer awareness, for breast cancer research, for breast cancer education, and to honor our survivors and honor our angels. Our goal is $2,500. So we're going to have a link where you can donate to our team. Kind of funny because it's going to be ladies with a booby-tude, <laughs> which I just love. I think it's really cute. And we're going to walk in October, at the end of October, uh, for breast cancer awareness. And so I'm very excited to implement that. Wonderful. I hope we can help you get some support. Oh, I really hope so as well. Yeah. Um, are you going to be able to lead us in a meditation? Okay. Yeah. I could do that. Yeah. We will um, take a little break and then it'll be a second episode that people can come back and come to that meditation whenever they want. So I just want to thank you again so much for being like so open and so vulnerable and just a light and I am so grateful for the work you do. And I'm really excited that I got to have this time to speak to you and learn from you. Thank you. And I want to thank you because you are, I, I've always been, I have a gift, I think, a special gift of connect, of connection. And, and I can really kind of read the room. Does that make sense? Yeah. I can see the beauty in people. And I can tell you are an extremely beautiful soul and your willfulness and kindness and your want and desire to help people shows, it shines through. Thank you. And I want to thank you for having me on your show. And I really hope that our listeners, whoever's out there listening, can find the beauty that's always been inside of them. They're unique, wonderful gifts. Thank you. So all of Caroline's information will be in the show notes and stick around and we'll have another short meditation for you guys that you can download and use whenever you'd like. That's wonderful. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening. We hope you stick around for the meditation on the next episode. If you're interested in wellness coaching through a meditative lens or starting your own meditation practice with accountability, check out TheMeditationWard.com. Give us a follow on Instagram at TheMeditationWard and please like, review us, and share with your friends. See you soon.